So yeah, testing the metal, uh, we have recently had a project uh, where we needed to switch storage vendors. So we had to test the performance of a few storage providers on our bare metal servers. So that explains the title of the talk. So right. if I share this, you should have my slides up now. Yep. Excellent. So a little bit about me. Uh, I've been in the hosting industry for 15 years. Recently at Sivo, been the lead architect for our cloud platform. And that is deploying across three different regions and a huge amount of data. So we are a cloud native service provider and we provide our customers the easy way to launch Kubernetes clusters. So within, we say 90 seconds, sometimes it's a little bit longer. Uh, you can click a button on Sivo and you get a Kubernetes cluster. Part of that deployment is getting a load of data, your customer data, bare operating systems installed into a Kubernetes cluster. And at the moment, we've got over 200 terabytes of end user data on all of our regions. And what we had to do over the past three months is move all of that data from one CSI provider to another one. Obviously, one of the questions is why we were doing that. Um, the contract with our existing provider was kind of coming up for renewal. So it was a great opportunity for us to go out to market, see what other projects were out there, see what other companies were out there. The storage space in Kubernetes is also moving really, really quickly. So the decisions that we made two years ago, three years ago, when we started the project may not still hold up. So that was the opportunity that we had. And what I want to talk to you today, today is about how we went about evaluating the market, testing out some of the claims, um, and then kind of why, where we ended up. So maybe strangely, one of the top things on our list was a partnership. Um, you know, we at Sivo, we feel that we're, we're pushing the limits of what um, storage providers can deliver, uh, also what Kubernetes can deliver. And we're also quite pragmatic. Uh, my uh, experience, 15 years doing this sort of work, I know that things go wrong. And when things go wrong, that's not only when our customers are shouting at us, but potentially we're shouting at um, storage vendors as well. Not that we do that. We are definitely trying to build a partnership with uh, any of the providers that I've, I've put up. So that was, that was really, really key and something that I think everyone should be looking for, that it's not just about the product that is being delivered and the storage experience that you're getting, but when things go wrong, how are you getting support? Is it via a Slack channel? Is it via GitHub issues? Is it through some sort of enterprise support mechanism where you're kind of raising a ticket and you've got to go through tier one, tier two, tier three support? You've got to, you know, we've all had these experiences where you go into tier one and they say, have you turned it off and on again? Yes, I've turned it off and on again. Okay, right. Can you get me these logs? And there are just all of these hoops that you've got to log, that you've got to go through before you can get support. What we were looking for is a company that understood what we were doing and that when we phone up and say, hey, we've got a problem, we've done all of the basic things. We've turned it off and on again. We've already got log data. Here it is. It's a problem that we can't solve. We've not seen it before or it's something we've seen before, we've got a run book that we can run through to fix the issue, but we're letting you know so that we can work towards getting a long-term solution and a fix in place. One of the other things that we were looking for is that it had to be open source or as open source as possible. 
Um, avoiding vendor lock-in is, is really, really key for us. We've done one migration now. Um, and when we were doing this, we were hoping that we wouldn't have to do another one. Um, so that was very, very key. I mentioned underlying technology, um, that the storage environment and landscape is changing constantly. So are we able to see what is being used under the hood by these vendors? Do we kind of agree with it? Are there other options? So evaluating each of those and deciding on something that worked for us. The last two on there I put on, but they almost come as standard, right? You need to make sure that whatever solution you choose is performant, um, can scale, has durability of data. While yes, they're there, they should be taken as, as guaranteed and you shouldn't overly need to test them because you're hoping that whoever you partner with or whoever you work with has already got the performance tests, has already got the scalability tests and the durability testing done. So moving on to how we tested each of the um, each of the vendors. So we're actually really lucky at Sevo. We've got a test environment that is an almost exact replica of what we deploy into production. Um, so we are able to install the storage provide storage options, and then we are able to run our installation stack against it. That meant we are able to compare the speed of launches between the current provider, any new providers. And then sort of just our key metric is cluster launch. So if storage under A was 10% slower on 90 seconds, you really do see that and you start feeling that build up quite quickly. More traditional use cases, you may not see that. You know, if you're launching a database and then it runs and runs and runs and runs and runs, that launch time and initial provision time isn't something that you may care about. The next thing is evaluating performance loss against raw disk access. So all of these vendors have some overhead of writing data to disk or retrieving data from a remote host. What we really care about is the percentage loss compared to if you are accessing the disk directly. Then coming on to like day two operations, we, we're a relatively small team. So having things like monitoring built in was really, really important. Also the upgrade process, some solutions out there, you need to shut down all of the workload um, and to do an upgrade, which for us running at our scale, we currently have, I think over two and a half thousand VMs deployed. That is a really big operation for us if we need to shut everything down to do a storage upgrade. So rolling upgrades is really, really important. Now for other use cases that that might not be as key. And then because we're looking for an enterprise product, it comes with enterprise support and there are license agreements. So you needed to make sure that the commercial stacked up, um, especially with the product, again, we're offering, it's, it's quite low margin. The commercials are actually also really important. Some of the tools we use to test this, uh, we have a pipeline already. We use Terraform and TerraGrunt to deploy out to all of our regions. So we needed to make sure that the each vendor could fit into our pipelines uh, and then not add more overhead into the deployment processes. Uh, we have plans to scale again and then adding another six environments, another 10 environments. That automation is really, really key. For testing, we actually went to Ansible so that we could get repeatable tests. Um, the workload for things like performance testing of raw disk access is not something that we're running day to day but we used Ansible to test that and we could put a repeatable guaranteed test against each vendor as they were installed. 
FIO is a pretty standard disk check performance check tool. Um, it gives you a report out of raw disk access for reads, writes, sequential reads, sequential writes, random reads, random writes. Um, we were able to use this to test and compare performance across vendors and then across replication as well. So if you had two copies of the data or three copies of the data, how did the performance profile change? And then one of the other tools is kubevert. So we were testing the integration between kubevert and each vendor. I think that's about time. Uh, 10 minutes feels quite long and quite short at the same time. Um, so if you wanna learn more about this process, I gave, a, I think it was a 45 minute talk on the migration process uh, at DOK, I think a webinar about December, but that's on YouTube, the link is there. We're going to be at KubeCon. I'm not at KubeCon yet, in case you can't tell by the background, but I know um, Siam and Kunal might be in the building at the moment, uh, but if not, we're flying down into KubeCon and a lot of the team will be there at SU12 Pavilion 2. Alternatively, reach out on the DOK community Slack or the Sivo community Slack. That's a great place to reach out to, to me and the rest of the team. I think we are all on there.